Back at it, bro. The bone. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's do it, man. Dude, we got some uh we got some new equipment, man. Yeah. New, new equipment, little, new, new little setup. setup. We're here. This is intense, bro. Yeah. It's finally coming together. I'm out of breath. I'm also out of breath. I got here at eight o'clock. Yeah. It's we, nine uh, it's nine forty PM. <laughs> took a while Just to so set you guys up. know. That's all right. But uh I kinda like it. It's good. I kinda like it. A little change, a little new change. It feels right. It does feel so feels good. right. Am I on a radio show right now? You are. No, yeah. I'm on a podcast. We are. Oh. Yeah. I see what you did. So uh what are you talking about today? Well last week we left off with truth versus honesty. And I think there's a major difference. And yeah. um people don't understand this difference when I ask them, but you know, there's this quote in this book. My good friend Nadia sent me this quote. Um, on that day, she sent me a lot of quotes out of this book and forgive me. I do forget the name of the book. It's okay. But, um, I forgive you. <laughs> but the, the quote went something like this. I gave them all of the truth and none of the honesty. Mm. And I ask you, Chesco, what does, what does that mean? Oof. Well, we've had some conversations about this and... I actually sat in on you having this exact same discussion with somebody. And when it comes down to it, even when looking at a, um, like a religion project, truth is fact versus honesty being an opinion. So you could be honest, but still not tell the truth. Does that make sense? Yeah. You could think what you're saying is fact, but it's not. But you don't know that it's not, so you think you're being honest. So to you, it's a fact. Exactly. So there's honest truth. Yeah. But what is truth? truth? It's tough, because what's a human construct and what's not? Well, I'll tell you what is a human construct is time. We went over that a little bit. A little bit. Let's look at moments compared to um, minutes on a clock. That's how I like to look at it. But, like, truth is so, so intense. It's like, who who has the, the right to say what is the fact? You know, there's obviously there's science and there's, there's biology and chemistry and this and this and that and physics. And there's laws to follow in the environment. But, like, when it comes to other things, who decides what is the truth? And you kind of dig into it and gave me a good explanation of how I could kind of wrap my head around it. Because even with, um, like, religion, um, each religion has their own truth. But is it a fact? It's a fact for that religion. Exactly. So how many, other, how many more times does that happen throughout the millions of people on this earth? So how could we, de- like, get one general definition of what the truth is? I think by gathering, by gathering a lot of truths, a lot of, uh, I should say, honest opinions. Mm. Um, but, like, religion stems so much deeper than a- an opinion, though. Yeah. Like, religion stems from, like, scripture and, like, word of God. But then, like, you but get it, into, like, the question of, like, well, what was God? Yeah. 
And then you get into the question of, like, whoever wrote this, is it just a really good story? That's what they say, like, the Quran is and the Bible, or the Bible more so. It's like, it's the greatest storytelling book there is. Yeah. And I think we have to know how to read that story. Yeah. And translate it. It's been translated so many times, the Bible. By different languages. So when you have something translated by so many different languages, the language, the, tra- the, the languages, yeah. the words in each language mean different things. And mm. so when we t- try to tell the same story through different languages, we could be misinterpreting what the real purpose of the story was intended for. Exactly. There's, it's not the word, it's not translate. Uh the word isn't gonna come to me. I really gotta think hard about it. Ugh. Describe what you're trying to say though. Like people people take the written word differently than other people. Interpret. Thanks, babe. Number one thing. <laughs> um Yeah, so people interpret mm. not not translate. That was a completely wrong yeah, term. Interpret. People interpret text different. So it's like in I'm stuck on Islam right now because I'm in an Islam course. Don't mind me. It's just what's on the top of my right. Brain. Of course, five pillars, right? You know? right. Or something as simple as premarital se- premarital sex, right? Like you could trans um interpret that and be like, no, I cannot have premarital sex. This is against my religion. Or you could have the interpretation of it's a different day and age. Things have changed. I'm going to do what I want to do while still following the basic principles of this religion. So it's kind of like what's right, what's wrong, what's the truth, what's not. There's so many general opinions. I think like those those general opinions don't just lie in the hands of the people, though. Okay. so like when looking at the word of God, what God are we talking about? Right? Like, like, you know, like in Hinduism, there is a God for almost everything. Right? Like, I can't even count how many gods there are. I mean, there probably is a number out there. Someone Google that. But God, at least ever since my spiritual awakening, has been energy. An Mm. energy flow. Yeah. And things that enhance your vibration... And activities that enhance your mindset go way deeper than your opinion. Because now, when you look at truth versus honesty, you now take out the subjective nature of your perspective. And when I have an honest opinion or my honest truth on something, I'm I'm influenced by my own thoughts by my own perspective by my own experiences yeah and so i'm going to have a tainted view or a biased view on the situation now when i'm able to detach from what i've learned and get super present to what i know to be true in the current moment what i realize is that everything is okay everything is okay uh, and right and wrong and good and bad 
are only established by us, the individual. Exactly. And if you do something that feels wrong, your body rejects it, then you have to look at why that's wrong for you. Yeah. But it, then, sorry to cut you off, there's also individuals that they think something isn't wrong. They don't have that feeling. Like if you look at like like psychopaths or murderers or whatever it is, or whatever the case may be, they have their own train of thought, their own experiences have led them to what feels what feels right and what feels wrong. But there is a like a truth behind it. What's the truth? Of like don't go kill people. That's not cool. <laughs> right. What the hell? Like what are we doing? <laughs> right. Like there's some basic some basic fact right. of not to like get a gun and shoot somebody or like stab someone. What about basic fact of shooting an animal? Or killing an animal? <sighs> oh, we're getting ooh, okay. You know? like, hunter versus non-hunter. Right. And what is hunting? What is hunting? Are you gonna eat the human? That's that's the of first argument. Of course you would. You would eat the human for you're murdering them to eat them. Oh, I'm oh, see, I did not look at it from that perspective. <laughs> like, no, what I'm saying is, like, if you were given a human thigh bone and a steak thigh bone or whatever, tea cut, whatever it is, and you were told that both were pieces of meat, how would you know the difference that one is human and one is not? Okay. Crazy story. Oh boy. I was watching a TikTok the other day. And it was like, guess guess the recipe or guess what's in this. And they were given three options. And one was like human being, some type of fish. Oh, wow. And something else that was random. And the three judges had to guess what the ingredient was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, dude. It was freaky. That's intense. And they all guessed. And the guy was like, no, no. I'm sorry to tell you, but this is human flesh. Like, we do this in our country. There's no way. I, could have been a fake video. Looked legit. It looked like Chopped. You know what the, the, what the show saying. Chopped? Chopped, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you reveal like the you thing. Like, you reveal the thing. There's a knife in it, it's you're like, chopped. You're chopped, yeah. That kind of setup. Like, oh, legit wow. judges. They didn't look fake. Like, it looked like a real TV broadcast show. And it was like... Like, you got, I don't know what country it was, but, like, you got to look at that, like, what you just said. You don't know what you're eating. It's meat is meat. Like, you don't know what it tastes like because you never had it. But, like, think about that, bro. <sighs> think about that. Yeah. That's some nasty shit. Yeah, it is. The people die. They take pieces of them and cook them. Yeah. That's fucked. I mean, yeah, it is. I, I it, But we only know... That it's messed up when we realize what we've done. But if we were never told that that's a human being, we would just continue to do what tastes good, right? Or what brings us pleasure. And so I ask this question, and this is this is a really good direction I want to take this in, right? Because I don't want to get this. I don't want to get this too too freaky. But I don't mind it. Me either, to be honest. <laughs> this is good conversation. Um, but. When I think about what is true and what is not, I think about what is regenerative and what is not. And let me say this. If something is true, it will remain true despite 
how much you try to take it away. For example. Can you I was read my mind. Uh, give me an example. I'll I give you that. an example. Yeah. I'll go nutrition route. Okay. Okay. I'll tell the audience right now, I have no shame in saying this, but I'm a vegetarian. Okay. So keep that in mind when I tell you my truth, right? Which I'll just say is the truth, even though it's probably a conceited point of view. But regenerative point of view. So if I took all of the cows in the world and slaughtered them, all of them, all of the cows, would there be any beef left? No. No. Is that common sense? Like, no. Is there no. a secret answer? No, that? no. The ant- You got it right. Okay. It's no. But if I told you to go pick every single watermelon from planet Earth, what's going to happen? I'm going to be honest, bro. There might possibly be a way for watermelon never to grow again. Really? Think about it. I'm thinking about it. Like, how do how do plants grow? Sun, water, seeds. 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 That's yeah. that's the key point. Is seeds. If you were to get every watermelon and every watermelon seed, how are you gonna? There's no seed is just gonna. Bro, how does farming exist? Like, how do pe- how do people live like on a farm? You right. have seeds, and yeah. you regenerate. You replant seeds. You eat the watermelon. And you take seeds of the watermelon, replant them. Yeah. Dude, seeds and sperm. Your li- human physiology, animal physiology. It's the same thing. Mm. Think about that. If you take all the seeds away, literally all of them. But where do they go? Where do they go? You put them in a plastic bag. I don't know. You put them <laughs> in the Sahara Desert where it's insanely dry, where they don't have enough water. Watermelons need water. You put all the... All watermelon seeds in the Sahara, mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to grow. Mm-hmm. You kill all male cows, okay. Uh, I didn't say male cows. I said all cows. All co- I'm so- okay. You take all seeds. Mm-hmm. All seeds of the watermelon. All zygotes. Huh? I said all, all zygotes. All zygotes. Exactly. Biology. We learned it. <laughs> but, like, think about it. This is, like, what if. Right, right, right. We're talking same thing. Because everything's coming from something. Right. What does it come from? Are we talking about the cosmos now, dude? Yeah, I mean... Like, are we talking about the Big Bang? Natural selection and Darwinism and survival of the fittest. I think that has brought the world to what it is today. And that's... But then there's also human influence with, like, slaughterhouses and hunting with maintaining deer population and coyote population. And there's a lot that goes into it. There really is a lot that goes into it. Like, that's why, like, pro-hunter versus... Like, not a hunter. Like, there are pros and cons to both sides of it. But when you look at the spiritual side of it, if you want to dive into the spiritual side, because I could talk like, oh, I do this because venison tastes good. Like, I like to hunt because it stocks my fridge for the whatever, the seasons of whatever. And I'd rather go kill something on my own rather than eating something that's been slaughtered and, like, brutally treated in a slaughterhouse. Like, that could be my whys. But when it comes to spirituality, what's your whys of why hunting wouldn't be good? Bringing the humanistic into the, like, animalistic side of things. Well, 
I think spirituality is defined as knowing what's real and what's not real. And when we have a conceptualization of what's real, we can like feel our skin. Mm-hmm. We can feel inside of our bones. Yeah. We can feel tables. We can feel the walls. We can feel fruit and food, right? We can feel things. We can hear things. We can taste things and, you know, see things. That's real to us. Yeah. Right? But what's not real is how we make sense of these things. Hmm. Okay. Because the thing exists in nature, whether it be a drug, whether it be a human being, whether it be an animal. The thing exists in nature it just exists why it exists i don't know we still got to do more research on that okay darwinism <laughs> yeah like there's clearly a lot that goes yeah into obviously it. obviously but it exists humans started placing names on things like oh that's a cow or oh this is a table you ever think about like to yourself like why do we call this piece of furniture a table? Like, just say the word table. What came first, the color orange or the orange? Right. I think... Or the fruit, yeah, you know what I'm or, saying? Or, 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 like, what came first, the thought about the orange or the orange itself? Right? <laughs> like, what came first? I mean, we had... We needed the orange. We're talking about oranges now. So we needed the orange to have a thought about the orange. But if we didn't have a thought about the orange or didn't know the orange existed, would it even be there? You lost me, man. Big time. Because, like, you need an orange to know, like, that there's something there. Right. But what if you don't know what's there? You're not going to prejudge an orange. Like, I'm not going to just randomly say, oh, is there a fruit called a green or, like, a yellow? Right, we uh, we wouldn't have any of those thoughts. So, like, the, like you were saying, uh, the human named the orange an orange. But why? Why do we name this a table? I guess vibration. Vibration. Yeah. Like what feels right. Yeah. I mean, language has been cultivated. Yeah, it is. So, I guess true language, like if you're religious, like. True language comes from, like, the word of God. But the word of God is really just the word of ourselves, right? Because God is within us and we are God. So if God is now within us, it's not some existential being. It's, like, us. And we have the power to write, think, create. We have the power to write, think, and create. Then we have the power to channel our inner vibrations and what we feel out on paper or stone on a cave wall yeah so this goes back dude but like it felt right to say table it had to or maybe it wasn't table and it was something else i mean like i don't know latin, when, like a latin right like a latin language. root right and it just eventually got I, translated like enough translated yeah into table, into yeah. table. So you look at language and you look at music 
and you see almost no difference in the way we conceptualize language and music. Mm. You want to learn how to play an instrument, you start young and you just play with the strings. Yeah. Right? You don't play notes off of a sheet. Right? Well, that's you, when our neurological pathways are firing the most as well. Right, that's we're making when you're the most adaptations. receptive. Yeah, right. your 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 pathways are freaking flying off. So, like language too, like you mentioned, language. Like if you're trying, if I was raised learning Italian, the Italian would sit with me better than trying to learn it now, because when I was a child, I had more pathways firing off. Right. Yeah. So you would learn Italian faster when I was younger than I would now. Right, because now you have a developed brain. Exactly. Your brain is still developing, but the language cortex is not. Because Interesting. See, I didn't know that. Is that is that the main reason you is, is like is that studied? Did you have research about that? Well, yeah, like the language cortex, like the part of your brain that picks up language, is it's fully developed. It's now. Well, I wouldn't say fully developed because there's always room to like be bilingual or trilingual or you know quad. But is that is that your language cortex or is that memorization that comes into play well it's both it's both like i'm not okay. saying that it's at full capacity gotcha. but that's like that's like me telling you your whole life that you suck and now be since since you were a kid all the way up until you're 18 you've just believed that you suck so you live in that world and you just go around and live life as if you suck or you see the world in like a tainted view Right, if you see a world in like a tainted view, that's called dysthymia, folks. Like that's that's like a different level of depression. You see the world in like a foggy window glass versus a clean or opened window. You can see directly outside. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, and so it does. for language, like we're literally we get to the point where, you know, we've been conditioned to believe or, you know, patternize our language as English from our, our you know, since we were young and if not practice at a young age different languages then we become solidified in, in english and now we see the world from that tainted view and now it takes work to clean up that window glass and it takes work and the memorization and though i mean the bunch of different learning tools and strategies yeah. that it takes to actually rewire your brain so it takes like a, like a practice you got to really 100%. practice at kind of but, but at the same time i feel like you need guidance as well. Oh, dude, yeah. You can't just be, like, wake oh, yeah. up. You can't wake up one day, like well, let's. We could link this back to my my lit my fitness journey, because we were that's what got us into truth, in the first place. Like, I knew I wanted to lose weight, but like, I knew I wanted to take the first step. I knew I wanted to get one percent better every day. Kaizen, I, huh? Kaizen, Kaizen. But like, what what steps do I take? What is that first step? And I think that's where the guidance... It's not like it's not a right or a wrong step, though. You yeah, know? No, I understand that. It's just I understand a step. that. It's a step. But, like, what You step? need the... Right. So uh, you're saying that you need a mentor. Something. Well, or, no, not a mentor. It doesn't or an accountability be... mirror of some sort. Yeah, or, like, a book. Yeah. Or a YouTube video. Or an instructional TikTok. And as I'm naming all these things, you know, it's just firing off in my brain. Yeah. The algorithm we were talking about. Oh. Ooh, that's good, too. Like, comparing it to truth and honesty and this and that. Like, 
what feels right, what has been driven into your mind is right. So like looking at TikToks, if you view a certain video or if you like a certain video, your For You page is more likely to give you a certain TikTok because you're present, you pay attention, you like. So comparing that to life in general, if you surround yourself with somebody you like, you're more so, you're likely to surround yourself with more people like that. It's, it's like an algorithm that's right. created. And same with the negatives. If you stay present within negatives, if you're a pessimist and you're only focused negative, 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 and all your energy is going into negative things, your algorithm is kind of going to bring you back to those negative experiences. Right. Every time you open your For You page, which basically means that you're opening your eyes every day, right? Every time you open your eyes is like you're opening TikTok. Yeah. And all you're going to see is that negative, negative, negative. Yeah. Like For You page, if you look into, like there's these pa- like pages that talk about like mystery murders and they make up their own like serial killers and they go through demonstrations and like your your for you page is going to continuously be like murderous cynical dark shit but if you're surrounded by like the bone tiktok whenever we're on it mm-hmm. compared to my tiktok like my tiktok fitness uh yeah it's personalized it's, it's custom it's, it's yeah it's, it's what i'm really like everyday life what i'm looking at you go to the bone tiktok my art for you page is like meditation and, <laughs> and this and this and zen but and it's like that's what is programmed for the tiktok but is it also programmed for like your human dude your human yeah style. like i think that like the brain is such a complex organ which it it is that's a fact if you don't think the brain brain is complex you got some work to do yeah but the brain is a complex organ and it's not like you're it's not like you're coming into this world as a clean slate you are biologically predispositioned to adapt to certain external stimuli more often than others or more severe than others and so because of that we are now more sensitive to certain things than other things and we start automatically from day one developing our for you page now the cool part is, is that if you have great parents and great friends at a young age, we can turn down or turn up some of those biological predispositions. Mm. But if not curated and specialized and customized and thought about with careful thought, you could raise a child who is just completely vulnerable to everything around them based off of the way they grew up in life. And so every experience from the time they're born is just adding a one or a zero, right? Like we think about it like in terms of technology, you add ones and zeros to create code. Well, you're literally creating your code every day when you wake up. When you wake up every day, you're creating a code of ones and zeros that say yes to certain things and no to others. How long you watch a video, how much you have conversation with a certain type of individual, how much you scroll or not talk to other people, how much you share conversation, right? I'm kind of going through all of the TikTok attributes here. Yeah. How much you can share, like, watch, rewatch, right? All of these things are adding ones and zeros. And those ones and zeros 
are patterns of thought. That's what it is. It's patterns of thought. Yeah. And those patterns of thought recreate themselves and manifest not only throughout the body, but in your social relationships as well. Thank you. That was a great take. Like, uh, that, I got nothing to add to that. Yeah. Like, that, the, like law of manifestation. Yeah. Yeah. Law yeah, of yeah, attraction. Yeah. Law of attraction. That really relates, relates really well to law of attraction. Like, what, what do you accept into your life is kind of brought out of your life, in a sense? I see. Now we can or also like flip that. like, what you're asking for comes mm, to you. Ex- right. Vice versa. Vice right. versa. What you surround yourself with is what you're continually going to surround yourself with. Or what you want to surround yourself with will come if you, you practice it. Now, my question is, like, what if you want to surround yourself with, like, negative people because you already have a negative mentality and you feel like that's right? I think self-awareness How? is the key. Uh, watching a podcast like this, reading a good book, uh-huh. going to church. Who knows? Who knows what the experience needs to be? Uh, a car crash. Who knows? Doing life. Like, life. actually engaging. Living. living. This thing we call life. Yeah, just you wake up one day and something, something. Do you think, do you think you wake up one day though and just something happens or do you wake up one day and something happens and those things happen every day and now it's up to you to determine. It could be both. What is. Who, 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 okay. who has the right to decide that? It could be both. Who's true? Who's honest? Are you honest with yourself? I try my best to be. I think ego is easy to get in the way. Yeah, 100%. Easy. Like, did I wake up my best self? Or, like, did I attack this day the best I could? Maybe. Did I take a nap? You know, something as simple as that. Like, did I really need that nap? Hmm. Or was I just trying to, like, was I just overwhelmed and I wanted to get away? Did I think I needed that nap? Yeah. And then, like, when I think back on it, it's like, yeah, I knew that nap. I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. But like, did I? You you kind of try to trick yourself into what always. Yeah, what's right and what's wrong. We always trick ourselves. But you know deep down, I feel, you know deep down, that you're not doing anybody, including yourself, justice. Right. And when we can connect with that deep down feeling, is that where self-awareness starts to cultivate you i think there needs to be a want there needs to be a want because bringing it into my life bro recently bad habit i don't know what's going on but like i set an alarm let's just say for six i gotta be at the gym by seven but i do have extra time like i plan my workout and then i i know i'm gonna have let's just say two hours of free time but I want that two hours of free time to be productive. I'll set my alarm for six. I'll wake up. Literally say out loud, like, nah, this ain't it. Off. Stay in bed. Work out. And I lose that two hours of productivity to sleeping. And it's like, I know it's wrong. I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. But I think there's gonna there needs to be a want. Like, I want to fix this i need to hold my i want to hold myself accountable don't we all want it 
Like, if I were to ask Do someone who's o- if I were to ask someone who's overweight and say, like, would you love to be in shape? And by in shape, I mean lose twenty to thirty pounds. Relative, you know. Of course, this is relative. I'm not yeah. gonna throw out numbers, but you know, say they're in desperate need of losing a couple pounds, right? My and eyes, I, my eyes are getting wide because it's firing me up. But like, you could want it, but in the moment, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's not easy. I could want to lose 300 pounds when I'm sitting on a couch eating popcorn. I could look at myself and be like, damn, I want to lose this weight. But when you take that first step into the gym, it's like, this is harder than I thought. I don't want to do this anymore. Or when I'm in bed at 6 a.m. and it's freezing and I don't want to get out of the covers, it's hard to make that decision, even if I do want to. So I think the want is there. Like, I do want to be productive after the gym. I do want to wake up now. But it is not easy what's stopping you comfort yeah comfort comfort you have, Wanting to, get com- comfort. You have to get comfortable with discomfort seeking to, okay great great phrase right we say it all the time get comfortable with the uncomfortable yeah but if we can't purposely place ourselves in uncomfortable positions how do we expect ourselves to be comfortable when it's not expected when it's not expected. Yeah. Okay. Let me say this. The most stressful events in life. I think I've said this before in the podcast. The most stressful events happen when something is unpredictable. And. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, just I just saw, lost it. Bro, I just, I just saw lost blank. it. I just saw blank <laughs> in your eyes. I just lost it. Um, uh, the most stressful situations in life is when something's unpredictable. And uncontrollable. And un- We got it. Okay. That's it. So when something is unpredictable and uncontrollable, those are the most stressful events in your life. But when you're faced with unpredictable and uncontrollable situations... You deal with that stress. What happens? You grow. You grow. You, you grow neurologically. Exactly. Your, your brain starts to create new patterns. But I'm saying this. This is what I'm saying. Oh, you're not going that route. I'm not going that oh, route. Oh, shit. I no, I'm going the route of, yes, life is going to throw us moments in time where it's not going to be comfortable. Of course, everyone and their mother knows that, right? That life is hard, right? I mean, you hear it every day. We complain every day. Okay, it's clear. Life is hard. We get it. Now, when life is easy, do we on purpose place ourselves in uncomfortable positions? Should we? And my answer is yes, because if I just had a great day at work or great day of classes and life is great, then I am just as vulnerable to stress as a person who's not having a great day is to a great event happening in their lives. Hmm. Because you're on the opposite ends of the spectrum, right? And we're constantly trying to find that balance. I think it's important to ground ourselves in the middle. And so if I just had a great day and my mind is telling me, oh, this was a great day, right? I feel like, at least for me, it's been super important to be like, oh, let's get uncomfortable. Like, let's let's on Zach. You're having a great day right now, but I want 
you to on like on purpose. I want you to go jump in a cold shower just to see how you feel and how you react. Now, if I can jump into that cold shower, get past the flinch. Great book, by the way, it's called the flinch. Google it. If I can get past the flinch and actually be present with that cold and not let that cold affect my great attitude, I won. Like that task was won. Or if when I'm having a great day, things are going well, and I can place myself in an uncomfortable position by doing 10 push-ups. I don't know. Right? Say I was I had a hard time doing 10 push-ups, and I just did it. And I got through that on purpose. And I purposely placed myself in that situation. Then now I am... Placing myself in an uncomfortable position on purpose to grow. But it's not easy to get into that uncomfortable position. Of course it's not. Of course it's not going to be easy. You need, uh, But is it motivation? What is motivation, dude? I fucking hate motivation. Right? I'm going to fix it. I don't like that word. Like, what, what, what would somebody need to dive into that? Like, to be like, okay, I'm ready to jump into this cold shower because I want to feel uncomfortable. You know where I'm coming from? Yeah, no, I do. I do. Like, why would we want... Why? Yeah, why? Because, I, I I mean, granted, if even if you know there's growth, even if I know I'm going to be productive in two hours, if I wake up at this time, I'm still going to want to, like... Mm, this bed is cozy. This bed is really cozy. I want to stay in it. Yeah. And I think... We're going to discuss wanting and, like, how to attack that want further next week. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need to push past those barriers of, okay, I really want to eat this bag of chips right now. Yeah. What's stopping me from doing it? (laughs) Nothing. They're right next to me. Yeah. So rather than talking about motivation, maybe we'll talk about some different practices next week. Why don't we talk about preparation next week? Yeah, let's do that. Preparation. Instead of motivation, let's talk about preparation. Yeah. Yeah. The bone. Yeah. We talked. Yeah, we did. (laughs) 